Welcome to the Woke Up Podcast. We're still continuing with our Black Disruptor series. This week, we've started talking to the corporates and we sat down with Tatenda Gandhi, who is also an audit associate at KPMG. Stay tuned. Hi, everybody. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Um, and you are welcome to the Woke Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been such a good time with the Black Disruptor series on it, Molly. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, in the past couple of series, in the past about three or four episodes, we've been interviewing entrepreneurs, we've interviewed investors, we've also interviewed um, tech people as well. Um, and now we actually are starting the corporate version of our of the Black Disruptor series, and we have to start with the no know um, with the company KPMG and um, one of the top big six consultancies in the UK um, and you could even say across the world as well um, we have one of their amazing um, members one of the amazing um, employees here today and I don't want to introduce her because I think I'm not going to do it justice enough so can we just give a warm welcome to Satenda so Zena, do you want to introduce yourself it kind of feels like when you're in church and they have a guest preacher. So hi everyone, um, thank you all for having me today. I'm Tatenda and I'm a um, corporate audit audit trainee at KPMG. I've been with them for about three years now. Yeah, feels like a lifetime. Wow. Cool. Are you enjoying your role? Um, it's challenging. I think, which is what I particularly enjoy when I look at um, careers and things to do. It, you can have lots of diversity in the things that I do and my clients. So I really enjoy mm-hmm. that, but it can be very, very difficult. That's, that's audit for you. I can imagine that. I can imagine that. Definitely. So let's kick things off. We're going to give you a little thing, something a little bit light, because um, we do like to ask very soul-searching questions. Um, but we'll just start off with, um, tell us one thing that you love about yourself or something that you feel is distinct. It's almost like your superpower. So it's very unique to you. Um, I would say it's something that I've actually been thinking about lately. I was asking my parents the other day, I was like, what am I good at? <laughs> um, and one thing that sort of came out for me is I think I'm very adaptable. I can take whatever life sort of throws at my, at my way and sort of mould it into, okay, this isn't what I wanted to happen, but I've got this now. Where do we move forward with this? Um, just due to the nature of what my life is like, the industry that I work in, it's really important for me to be able to be adaptable. And I think that's probably my strong point. Love that. Love that. Adaptable. That is amazing, actually, because I think as black women, it's so important that we are adaptable because, you know, just, I mean, as in like this, this past couple of months has also told us that we, we need to be adaptable because if you look at COVID-19 or what happened to COVID-19 and the Black Lives Matter movement, like it seems like life has just changed so suddenly, like over just a small space of time. And if you find it difficult to respond to change, um, you, you, you might find it very difficult to kind of survive or th- and more importantly, thrive in life as well so yeah that's definitely a good character trait to have um okay i mean we've we've asked the light thing and is there any other things that you love about yourself just before we kind of move forward and go to go to the deeper deeper questions um 
I work hard and I play hard. I used to just be a, a work harder until I realized that this life is actually too short. Um, you need to enjoy like the spoils of your labor while you can still enjoy them. I don't want to wait until I'm 40 or 50 to mm. enjoy it. So I want to enjoy my 20s as well. Love it. So you, you are twen- you are in your 20s. Do you mind hearing how old you are? Because I'm, you know. I'm 21. Oh my gosh, how <laughs> amazing. This is perfect. This is perfect. I remember when, you know, I was speaking to you, even through the pre-call before now, you've not been to university, but you're working at KPMG, you know, do you want to kind of, you know, delve into that a little bit just to kind of inspire some people here? So what I am part of is um, a school leaver program. So essentially I go to University of Birmingham. I study accountancy, but that's all funded and organized by KPMG. So they pay for my university degrees. They handle the accommodation and the fees. And I also study from, to become a chartered accountant at the same time with the Institute of Chartered Accountants of Scotland, same as doing ICAW. Um, so they do all of my education and handle all of that. And I work as an auditor full time. So I joined the firm when I was 18, fresh out of sixth form, um, which was a very, very interesting dynamic and change. I mean, I went from asking to go to the toilets to being sent to clients like, by myself. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, and just sitting in these meetings with the CFOs and FCs asking me about, so what do you think? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is so amazing that, you know, because a lot of us, we are sitting under thousands and thousands of debt, uh, you know, but you, you, ha- you, you don't have to do that. And, you know, uh, you know, you know, you, you kind of had that experience. So how did you kind of get into that? Because, uh, you know, it's, it's not something that a lot of people know about. Mm-hmm. So um, I went to, my high school was in Croydon, it wasn't the greatest school ever and I got good GCSE so I went to a sixth form in Beckenham which was very middle class um, and on one of you know their careers um, assemblies someone from KPMG came and was like oh you know this is what we do at the firm so I applied to do work experience there, got in and then that's when I heard about the program and I was like this is ludicrous. I remember coming and explaining it to my parents. I was like, they pay for everything. What's the catch? (laughs) (laughs) Even when I got my contract, I read, it was like 15 pages and I read it three times. So I wanted to know exactly like, where is, what what am I missing? Um, But programs like this, what I have realized is they're not heavily advertised, which is weird because Mm. they're they're virtually perfect, especially if you come from, you know, like a low socioeconomic background. Mm. They are a game changer. Um, So I found out about it through my sixth form and that was in a really posh area. Um, that's how I never would I didn't know about KPMG or what all it was until mm-hmm. I was applying for UCAS. Oh wow, that is that is that is amazing. Amazing. And do you feel like you're because you you mentioned about you know going from asking to go to the toilet to being in rooms with CFOs? Um, like how how did you manage that transition? Because obviously you have to have a level of confidence to be able to sit there and like did you experience imposter syndrome like how did you transition and what was that like um it was difficult I think on the surface I kind of was like you know what they say about the ducks like you look really you know smooth sailing on top and underneath I was panicking I used to um I used to tell my friends that when I used to go into you know our building scenario to fight my past sometimes I'll be like what if it stops working what if they think that what if they just realize that it's not me I used to get really really nervous because I was like how on earth would they hire an 18 year old to come and work here um but it definitely did take a bit of time but what I found important was I made it a priority to find people who I could sort of lean on 
um, he was slightly older, which meant that a lot of my friends are like five, six years older than me, but that's what I needed at the time so that I could sort of um, make that transition into this working life a lot more smoothly because it's scary. Um, it's really scary. Mm. That is that is so good. I'm going to be asking you a little bit more later on about the mistakes that you think you've made and how you think people on here will learn from it. It's a bit of a, I know it's a sensitive topic, but I do think that, you know, in life, we learn best from our failures and our mistakes. But before we go there, um, what did your life look like three to five years ago? So you can kind of illustrate this through telling us your story. You know, what gave you that aha moment or what was the catalyst for change? So, you know, why did you kind of accept that offer to go with KPMG? I know it's obviously a given. It was like an amazing opportunity. But what was the aha moment for you? Um, so when I went to sixth form, so five years ago, 2015, that's when I had just finished my GCSEs, um, I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, okay. My plan was to study economics, maybe at Oxbridge, and then, you know, do a, I think the GDL into law, and then I was going to be like a high-flying lawyer, like suits type in-house. <laughs> in um, and then I failed my AS levels really bad. Wow. Wow. Um, um, I went from being the highest achieving girl at GCSE to getting grades so bad I literally sobbed for three days after the results day um, and I remember I was just sitting there and I was like what am I going to do my life is over what's next um, so I just I thought I just picked up the phone I started speaking to people older brothers are my friends an older sister a cousin of this person like I really want to work in finance but what are my options here what do you think I should be doing um, and then also doing work experience and finding out about the program so then I remember getting the offer. Actually, even before I got the offer, I applied for university still with my lower grades. Um, and I was so determined that I was going to get onto this program. I didn't even apply for student finance. <laughs> I didn't I didn't work out like my accommodation. Everyone's like, are you sure? Like, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> um, but I guess three years ago is when I started. Um, and it kind of hit me that everything is going to change you know like you you have to be a grown-up now because all of my friends were going to university you know they were doing their first years they're all at freshers enjoying life and I was in client debrief meetings um, being told we need to be forward planning <laughs> and, um, I always underestimated how much life would change in, like I, whenever I say oh I'm 21 I'm like, really? I'm like yeah, I don't feel it anymore I can feel it in my bones Mm. I'm old now. <laughs> that's so that's so good. And actually I can relate to the feeling of AS levels. So I did five A levels in my first five AS levels. I said you're one of those. <laughs> <laughs> so I did five AS levels and I remember failing further maths. And oh, no, sorry, failing maths, but passing further maths. What a weird contrast. Um I actually got a U in maths. And and I realized, you know, for me, the reason why I failed it was not because I wasn't capable. Or it wasn't that I didn't know what I was doing, but because of the level of anxiety that I was facing at the time, um, you know, there was a, I felt like there was a level of pressure on me from my parents or from people around me to do so well that I got so overwhelmed. How you know, how does it make sense for me to do the senior maths challenge with um, UKMT, United Kingdom Mathematics Challenge, like the massive, the biggest, and I got a gold and I was like the second in the whole of the sixth form, I failed maths A-levels and I realised that it was actually to do with anxiety. So actually, if you're listening, you, you know, you may be, you're, you're going to do your A-levels or you may just got your results because I know that people just got the results. 
and you think you know life is over just as Tatiana just said and I've just kind of illustrated life is not over life is just beginning and actually your grades don't determine who you are they don't determine your road to success Tatiana works in KPMG <laughs> a big six company one of the big six company and she filled her AS level so, you know how crazy is that so yeah that is a pivot story isn't it yeah Definitely. Do you think you ever experienced um, FOMO or fear of missing out? Because, you know, all the people that were your age were out having fun, partying, doing life as a baby boy or a baby girl, and you are working and meeting clients. Like, what was that contrast like? I think it did. I, w I wouldn't realise how much I missed it until I'd opened social media. Um, even even simple things like because of the nature of how we work I go to university during the summer I do an entire academic year in like seven weeks which means it's just Monday to Friday lectures nine to five because you need to get it done so when everyone's you know going to Ibiza or Napa or Croatia I'm just deep in corporate finance I'm like really, I'm, like, really? I'm, I'm really missing this and then I kind of have to remind myself because now all of my friends are graduating and they're starting to look for jobs but I'm already settled mm. I'm like okay you know there's there's a trade-off opportunity cost you know so it's I don't feel it as much now but definitely when I was 18 19 I sometimes like did I make the right decision I want to party too I want to go freshers mm. um but the I, I I still think I made the right choice definitely like we are 24 you know and like we've achieved quite a lot for being 24 because we put in the work from young um so you know as much as it may seem like you're like you're missing out with like freshers and things like that you're actually not missing out much because it's about the quality of the experience rather than the quantity of the experience and i don't think that you know we're exempt from that either so yeah yeah and everyone has to choose what they're gonna miss out on or yeah. sacrifice to get where they want to go and so like fomo is real but then the outcome yeah. is so much realer and I think if you appreciate um if you set the goal and you're able to achieve that then the pain of like missing out isn't as much mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely so what were the things you did that you think has dramatically changed your life outcome so what types of habits what types of practices what types of beliefs that you do you have that has helped you change your life outcome because for you to kind of be like you know what i'm going to go into full-time corporate work at 18 and still be there quit and not actually go along the party life and you know you must be framed by some solid foundations and practices, habits and beliefs um, I think exercise. I know it, it sounds a bit generic, um, but trying to force exercise into my my daily habit it means it gives my days a lot more structure. Mm. Um, and also, it's just really good for stress relief. Audit can be very intense and high powered. Um, my blood pressure used to be through the roof, and I was like nineteen, almost like your blood pressure is higher than mine, and I'm forty five. Um, <laughs> so things like making sure that I had enough stress relief and and outlets taking care of my mental health especially um I was a chronic like it's fine it's fine um but sometimes it's not fine and that's perfectly okay for you not to be fine um mm -hmm. in fact you'd be slightly weird if you're always fine all the time yeah <laughs> no, never trust those people <laughs> <laughs> um also 
believing in the path that I'm taking. There were a lot of doubts, and I think a lot of people when they start out early on in their career, or if they take a route that's a bit more unorthodox, mm. you do get that doubt. And you also have the whispers, maybe from people around you, like, are you sure that's what you want to do? Or I've never mm. really heard anyone doing that. Like, are you sure you want to? You need to learn to block out those um, voices. That's not to say you shouldn't listen to other people's opinions and not take, you know, words from the wise and what do people have to say. But um, after a while, you have to be certain, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is my part. This is how I'm going to do it. Write it down. I like to write things down. I do love OneNote. Sometimes there's something about pen and paper. Um, yeah, those are some of the things I, I like to write things down. I like to be sure on my plan as to what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I love that completely. And I think um, there's something about exercise that also pushes the limits of your mind because your body is like, we're done now. And your <laughs> mind is like, actually, we can go a lot further if you listen. Um, so learning how to block out the noise and also developing resilience can um, be trained through exercise and just mm -hmm. having a lifestyle where you're constantly pushing the boundaries of your thinking. That's so mm -hmm. good. So do you see yourself as successful? If yes, why? And if no, why? I found that question so interesting. Um, when I don't... Um, Last year, I shadowed the, the chairman of KPMG. I spent a day with him, sort of following him around. And he said something to me that was really interesting. And he said, at the end of last year, what had you achieved? Like that, I don't know. And he was like, well, write it down, like a CV. And then at the end of this year, write down all the things and compare the two. You should be able to see that there's a difference. And if you are making improvements, that means you're already being successful. I don't think it's an end point for me, but it's more of like a a journey as long as I'm moving upwards and progressing then I am in success I love wine um and I always sort of think of myself as maybe like I'm a bottle of wine I think I'm now sort of lacking that fermenting and pressuring um process where um, I'm getting my exams out of the way I'm getting my experience give me five or six years then I'm going to be aging you know and almost ready um <laughs> so that's how I think of it it's not a straightforward answer but um success is something to be enjoyed i think if we try to pinpoint it as a particular event you get that feeling of emptiness afterwards because now we've achieved the goal and what but it should be more of like a, a steady incline of just upwards progression mm. i think that's so true because almost every guest we've had during this series has said a similar thing where they identify that once upon a time it seemed like it was a destination but actually when you are making a lot of difference and when you are actually ticking off those goals it's no longer a destination but like the joy and the happiness in the process of becoming mm -hmm. and actually executing that is most important and i think especially in our generation a lot of us are stuck with a destination which when we reach it if we're able to reach it we're just like oh this isn't that nice and we don't appreciate mm -hmm. it as much yeah, it, it stops us from living in the moment as well. There's so much to enjoy in, in the struggles and the, the mini joys. That's probably what excites you most, those tiny little victories. And you miss that if you're just fixated on this this one thing. Um, I kind of like to think of it as just sort of like a rolling 
budget or like performance like okay this is how we're moving on you know we're being we're looking retrospectively but also looking to the future and enjoying what we are in the mix um because I just and even for myself I don't think it's healthy for me to just fixate on this one thing because like I said earlier I'm adaptable when I don't make that goal or I literally just can't do it what's it going to do to me because I've been so obsessed mm. with this one thing mm. I was also gonna, I was gonna I was also gonna, gonna add that um that um sometimes um you know w- when we think about success we obviously think about it as like a as a destination as you said um but at the same time that l- lack of we need to have a plan though because sometimes if you if you went into a career so you said earlier on that you said to your friend i will i really like to go to go into finance but i've just failed my as level like you had a clear plan in mind of what you wanted to do but it's like have a plan have a vision but but try and be flexible around how that vision is executed For, i don't mm-hmm. think i never imagined that neo enterprise will be where it is today like and um, when we when we first launched it officially um nearly three years ago um well two two and a half years ago now um you know when when your enterprise first started it was more we want to be able to use creative tools to empower women and let us use hair as a tool but then now we've kind of been able to kind of be flexible through that plan but then the the focus still remains the same economic empowerment for black women um so yeah thank you for that that was really 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 insightful and I think the theme here is adaptability and I think that's something that we've got to you know if anything COVID-19 has taught me to be adaptable how quickly can you pivot if Mm -hmm. first plan A just flops how you can you pivot to plan B you know and actually that adaptability comes from a sense of knowing an identity of who you are because you can only be adaptable if you know if you know the breadth and the depth of your of of your abilities and the breadth and the depth of your identity as well so some people are like oh i don't i don't know what to do with my life but, but yet they have like x amount of things x amount of ability x amount of talents i believe that every single person was born for a reason and has a purpose here in life and if they can't harness that or believe in that it becomes quite difficult to be successful so yeah quite deep okay so what is your advice for women who may be confused about the path that they should go on um ask questions ask as many questions as possible if you're confused I think that's a good sign. It means that you're not just taking the first thing that's been handed to you. It means that you're curious. Um, I read up about this program 17 different times. I looked at the different ones. I compared them. I spoke to people and speak to people who don't agree with you because sometimes they say things that you probably could have missed. Um, You don't want yes men around you. It's it's really stifling. and I, I know it's scary sometimes when it's not very clear cut what it is that you want to do or if the plans that you had originally don't really work out that way. Um, but I think it's really, really important in that to still be calm. Mm. And it's really difficult to say that. It's, it's just kind of like when you're angry and someone says, don't be angry. <laughs> it's, it's easier said than done. Um, but you do really need to try so that you don't make really hurried decisions. Mm. Take as much time as you need to make a decision, but also know that you have to make a decision eventually Mm. um try not to compare yourself too much to other people because then you start living their lives and not your life 
Mm. Um, I did that when I started early on. I felt like I wanted to embody so many different sort of professional women instead of mm. having my own path and this is what I want to be like. This is the person I want to be. Instead, I felt like I had to, you know, shoehorn myself into what was expected of me. Mm. Um, allow yourself to be confused. Allow yourself to make mistakes. Ask as many questions as possible. Um, don't be afraid to ask even people you don't know. I, mean, I have no shame. I'll walk up to someone and be like, hi, sorry, excuse me. I just wanted to know. Um, worst case scenario, they'll say no. Best case scenario, you get the information that you need. Mm. That's literally the only two options. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really good. And I think one of the things that I didn't necessarily highlight, you know, just now when I spoke about clarity is, you know, you can only get clarity by knowledge and you can only get knowledge by curiosity. Um, you know, so if you're not curious, you may not actually have clarity in who, you know, in where you should go. Like, you know, stay curious, you know, as entrepreneurs, as career people, as, you know, young people who may be still trying to find their path, stay curious, stay curious. And that curiosity is embedded in, in how many questions you ask. I, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't ask questions. I, I remember, I, I used to think I had to have it all figured out, but I had to remember, you know, I'm only 18, 17, 16, and mm. I've just started life. So I don't need to have it all figured out. And actually, it's the ones that stay curious until 50. Those are the ones that remain in that journey of success. The one that stop, the people that stop learning, the people that stop being curious tend to fall off um, that ladder of success because life evolves, uh, uh, um, the, the world evolves, the globe evolves, different standards, you know, there's different standards, you know, in life. You know, when we were, when we were younger, when we were five or six or, you know, our world was totally different. There was no, the internet was just arriving. But now, like there's a digital revolution, there's a, there's a debate whether certain jobs will still exist in the next 10 years. So imagine if we don't stay curious, we'll actually mm -hmm. still, you know, um, still be 10 years behind. So curiosity is really, really important. And I think you, you really embody that by even the fact that you can just go to a stranger and ask them a question about, you know, I'm, I'm actually curious, you know, I'm, I'm curious of why, why that is, you know, um, Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for that. I have one question though. I remember I said to you that, you know, earlier on, um, just kind of speak about some of the mistakes that you've made that you think have actually pivoted you to where you are today. So obviously you spoke mm -hmm. about your, you failing your AS level, but are there any other like, you know, potent mistakes that you think you've made that has actually pivoted your success? Um, I, I think sort of drawing on what I just said, I used to be, uh, I can figure it out on my own. Mm. Um, and I think I probably missed out before in the past on opportunities because of that maybe pride or reluctance to sort of say I'm kind of confused right now because I felt like I should know everything mm. um, and no one should ever feel like they should know everything because you don't there's literally it's, it's impossible for you to know everything and even experts ask for other people's opinions so in the grand scheme of things um, you can but I think that was that's definitely something that I had to, I had to change. I, I was, was very me, me focused. I was very, I just lived in a bubble of this is what I want to do. This is what I think. And this is the only way to solve it out. I didn't want to ask for help. And life changed as soon as I started asking for help. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That sounds really good. That sounds amazing. Okay. Thank you so much, Pretender, um, for coming on this podcast with us.
Um, do you just want to share your socials with anyone listening so they can follow you and get to hear more of your, you know, about how you're inspiring others and also your story as well? And also, can you just share anything you're working on? It could be to, could be in LinkedIn with KPMG or it could just be personal projects as well. Um, mainly my main focus really has just been work and getting these exams out of the way, but I'm really committed to getting more black women into the workplace. So on LinkedIn, Tatenda Gandhi, I know my name's not easy to spell if you can't, if you can't see it, um, will be in the information. Then just let me know to see if there's any way that I can help with decision making. And even there's some jobs out there that you have no idea that they exist. Um, and I think it's always, if you're at that stage, um, I'm always here to ask questions. And if it's something that I don't know, I can find you someone who does know. Mm. Um, or on Instagram, ask me a question. Whenever I do speak on stuff like this as well, I can put it on Instagram as well, at T-A-Y-Y-J-C. Thank you so much for having me on here. It's always no, nice it's a pleasure. The platform you have is amazing. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you, everybody, for joining the podcast today. This is the start of our Corporate Black Restructor series where we are always looking for more guests, uh, looking for, um, you know, um, you know, more people to kind of interview. So if you are a corporate exec or corporate um, person in a corporate career, um, please feel free to email us at admin at neoenterprise.com and we would love to interview you. Um, so Laudi, what is Woke Work for this week? Um, work Work is to assess what things you, you should keep on doing so far this year in your assessment. What things should you keep on doing? What things do you need to stop doing? And what things do you need to improve on? That's amazing. I'm going to be definitely doing my work work. And I'll be letting you guys know in the next episode what I should keep on doing, what I should stop doing, and what I need to work on doing. And I think just to add to that, um, check your curiosity. How curious are you? You know, are you not curious and you can't kind of you think you know it all? Are you very curious? And because as Tatenda just highlighted today, curiosity does not kill the cat. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, curiosity actually to our, you know, to our journey of success. So thank you so much, Tatenda. And till next time, guys. Bye.